I sincerely apologize for uh, the quality of the sound on this one. So, but anybody who wants to hear some babble, stick with me. I'm just going to do a top-down observation of what the country that I live in currently appears to function like. So, in the late 1700s, a system of law and government, like law and lawmaking, was initiated in the form that is most commonly accepted as the foundation of what we're working with today. There's a constitution that was ratified and to this day a version of it is the foundation of what we work from as a basis of law and how we identify and what like privileges citizens have you know uh, some base rules for how states are allowed to interact and how the centralized government of the country is allowed like what it can and can't do with the states that kind of shit right so this was written a long time ago the world looks nothing like the world that it was written in but it's largely based on some universal principles that are still highly applicable today. You know, the most valuable of which, in my opinion, are the freedom of speech and the press, you know, the right to due process of law, um, freedom to it's the freedom of religion, but that's not, like, the freedom to kind of believe what you want to believe, you know, religion was the subtext that that was written under, because at the time in the world, there was massive, massive feuding going on, you know, within the major, uh, you know, religions of the world, and ju just over, like, specific versions of it. You know, like, Catholics and Protestants were battling for a long, long time. And it was mostly just cover for political disparity. But as far as what the citizens experienced and were, like, kind of in their heads what was going on at the, like, individual level was a fundamental difference in how other people believed different things than you and, like, the how to, like resolve that you know because if you know someone if your beliefs are are real real specific and real superstitious then when you find out someone has different beliefs that can be super scary you know so they, there was a lot of fear um, because communication you know was such a low bandwidth at the time you know, this fear manifested itself in major, major conflicts and disputes and, dis you know, so on and so forth. Anyway, the, uh, so the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship and believe how you please, like, basically just prevents the government from getting inside your ideology. You know, like, it's a barrier on intrusion of your ideology. You know, which is a 
good thing. The government, that should not be a government function to have anything to do, you know. The separation of church and state would be, in my opinion, better stated as the different, the, the barrier between ideology and law. You know? And it's not a perfectly split barrier. Like, there's a lot of places where, like, the church and ideology massively intrudes on law. Like, it's really, really common. And that's, you know, that's not okay. So, anyway. That's kind of like... What those, like, kind of arguing over silly, you know, very low bandwidth stuff, like, what that looks like today is the left versus the right. You know? So you see kind of a society that is got a real muddy like battle line drawing and they basically just fight over stuff you know like who gets what and why one side has this belief that everybody should be treated equally and the other side believes that the asymmetries that benefit them uh, are important and need to stay and the system as it looks today does not have in it you know any type of built system that appears to function well for keeping these lines drawn you know what let me rephrase that the the resistance to change is big and it is widely functioning well, but it seems incredibly difficult to uh, change things for the better. You know, and, and again, I think this is just, it's hard to change things, you know, because it's also hard to make things worse, you know. People are resistant to having things implemented, but they're also resistant to having things removed. So while that creates a safe space for shitty shit to continue, it also really puts the brakes on a rapid regression, you know? So, again, if you... Like, ideally, we would progress towards a system that completely resists regression to any negativity but allows change for the better to occur fast you know so that's a big thing going on right now like there's this massive system that is has 50 fucking states to look after and how that relates to all the other countries in the world you know like it's got to deal with all of those problems like that that's the purview of the government is that and this is you know any government this applies to but again I'm I'm living in the US so I'm I'm just speaking of what I'm most familiar with the US you know has a functioning government you know it works like it, it you know it it exists it's functioning you know so the balance that's struck right now between the two ideologies, you know, it's, uh, 
really top of mind to everyday conversation in my experience. It's what I see on social media. Uh, you know, people I interact with in public seem to like. It, it's a real, you know, hey, first up, like, like what side of this thing you're on matters right now, you know, and that's kind of scary because. Throughout my lifetime, that's always been a thing, you know, but nobody really gave a shit, you know, except for the most extreme examples of, you know, really far right or real far left people, like, you know, it didn't come up super early. It didn't come up super early in conversation. It didn't come up, uh, you know, uh, it, it wasn't such a priority and it wasn't such a deal breaker, you know? It was always this, like, don't talk about religion or politics at the dinner table just because, I mean, it's always been ripe for an argument. But just with so much exposure and such a higher volume of information exchange going on right now, like... The, the severity of the conversations and the significance of them as far as like how people behave towards one another is you know the incidents where that friction is being created are far more common and accessible so now in everyday life you know the government like kind of is what it is, you know, you pay your fucking taxes every year if you gotta, like, you have a, you have a job for income, you, you know, you exist in the world as is, you know, the laws are pretty fundamental, and the, the minutia of them, and, and stuff like that is, like, by and large, it's relatively inconsequential, like, you know, as far as direct, immediate, feelable impact on your day-to-day -day life, you know, and ideally, and this isn't my idea, I'm stealing this from someone, but ideally, like, a, the, the perfect government is a frictionless one. That's it. You know, people will take a mix of good and bad from their government if it just minds its own business and doesn't cause stress or strife, you know. If the roads are built and the fucking, you know, phones work and the TV's on and you know, the power's on and the water's running. You know, if all these things are just, like, if there's this real base level of shit happening, people disconnect from, you know, their political uh, polarization pretty quick. You know? But as far as the conversation goes, that's the, that's the construction of America right now, is that we have this legislature, like, a, a body that, you know writes out down what the laws are and decides how they're going to be enforced. And, um, and this kind of principled document that it's all based from. So how the laws are enforced now is through the police. Now this one's a head scratcher. So police are obviously necessary. Like a civilized society absolutely has to have somebody to call when shit's going down because otherwise everybody has to deal with it themselves which means everybody deals it with deals with shit their own way and that's not good you know you need 
to keep the peace in society. Like someone's got to be there to break up the fights. Someone's got to be there to, you know, try to get back stolen property. Someone's got to be there to try to, you know, hold people accountable for misdeeds, make sure people aren't driving too fast, all that shit. Like, you know, it's fundamentally, it has social value. Um, but there, in, in the U S specifically in the, the way police are organized, you know, has its roots in some pretty dark areas. And there's a massive trend of the people who enforce the law not being as subjected to it as other people. Now, to an extent, that's always just going to be a fucking reality. You know? Like, I worked at a you know, I did, I've done security before at like restaurants and bars and, um, you know, I didn't necessarily pay for drinks at those places when I was drinking, you know, I didn't, I got big discounts on the food, you know, I, I got some perks because I was involved, you know? So like, obviously the police are going to be more familiar with themselves, more lenient with themselves. It's just the nature of the fucking world. But what we're seeing is a place where they're just not subjected to the same laws as everybody else in the same ways to a pretty dark degree. You know, my first real significant memory of just it being like the law system just spitting in the face of the public was the Rodney King scenario. You know, like it was the first time someone caught like this shit. I don't know if it was the first time, but it was the first time that it was like a sensation that they caught the police just fucking somebody up and getting away with it. Just the law, like, you know, if anything to the reverse, like if he had been winning that fight, like there was no self-defense claim to be made. You know, they did the same thing they do every single time. They, they publicly attack the person's character so that you think less of them as a human. They present it as a scenario that they did not escalate and was them defending themselves, even though a number of people just beating wholesale ass on a guy on the ground was in everybody's eyes. Everybody saw it. Like this one, you know, usually you just get the story from it. Like nobody caught it on tape before that. Like, you know, the whooping would happen and they would go to court and the cops would say we were defending ourselves. And if the guy had survived, he would say, no, they just beat the shit out of me. And the court would be like, no, we believe the cops. Who are you going to believe? Right. That's like, that's a, a real common defense from the, from the people with asymmetrical power. The follow-up to that is just a regular series of incidents that were caught on that are constantly caught on camera that there's zero accountability for. The police can just murder people laying down uh, in hallways in hotels, just cold-blooded, just open fire for no reason. Nothing provoked it. No. Not one single thing about the scenario spoke to any type of danger to like these heavily armed, incompetent, 
undereducated people under trained like just someone who couldn't keep their cool in that situation they're barking confusing orders and they execute nothing you know shoot the guy choke him to death blah 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 you know and then very recently we've seen a, a small trend of the tables turning you know there has been some incidents of accountability you know Derek Chauvin but again there's people who think that that was just political theater you know that it was just they didn't want riots or something like that so they convicted someone that they don't they don't sincerely believe Derek Chauvin did anything wrong in that situation because that same scenario that same strategy was deployed they disparaged his character they made it look like it was you know self-defense and blah 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 you know so then you couple that in with a few things like qualified immunity that cops are just you know there's just this understanding that they have, you know, they have a little bit more leeway to just, you know, fuck people up and do whatever they want to do. You know, it's just how it is. Like, qualified immunity. They're just, they get immunity to certain shit just because of what they are and who they are. And, uh, and then civil asset forfeiture, you know, where anything suspicious they can take. And that's been rampantly abused as well. So the police in America steal more property from citizens than citizens steal from citizens. And so there's this broken kind of police system. But again, the police system, 99% of encounters with the police are good. They de-escalate the vast majority of the incidents that they're involved with. Like, there's a staggering amount of calls to police every year. A staggering amount. Millions and millions and millions and millions of these interactions happen throughout a 365-day year. And almost all of them are either just a citation, a warning, or a de-escalation of an incident. You know, them arresting people, like, is, you know, I've never asked a cop, but, like, I'm curious, like, I don't know, on an average police work week, like, how many people do they arrest? I don't know. Like, I imagine it's not that many, you know? So, the job is highly respected, um and so on and so forth but there's a few things them stealing so much shit and not giving it back um, that's broken and needs to be fixed the qualified immunity that seems to be trending the right way yet slowly the lady who killed killed the guy when she thought it was a taser you know she's they found her guilty too so the police are kind of facing some accountability but this other thing is just this um, the fact that to encounter a police officer is far more dangerous than it is to be a police officer. Like that's just, you know, look those statistics up. Like the incident, like the, the chance that you're going to get fucked up. If like when the police enter a situation, like just the gun in play, the slight tendency for police to kind of be a little undertrained in de-escalation. So just not even that let's, let's not even go there. The, the chance that something can get escalated with a police officer there, you know, that is is more likely to result in you getting harmed than it is for a police officer to result in being harmed on the job. Like it's not it's not a job that comes without danger, but it is not it's not in the top twenty dangerous jobs in the country, you know? logging is way more dangerous so 
But anyway, there's this protection and this tendency for for police situations to go awry. And if they do, the benefit of the doubt is, is almost exclusively given to the police, okay? So you have that image issue with the police. And what I don't see is kind of a widespread effort for them to fix this image. And it, and it just seems hard to, to, to excuse that, a lack of a coordinated effort. Like, if you're a police officer, you have to realize that your job is having an image issue and has always, but like, there's a chance here to improve that. Why isn't there some fucking widespread coordinated campaign <coughs> to repair the image, you know, make some, do some overhauling. Like what company or what court, what entity, what enterprise, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Which one is immune to having to update its policies and procedures, you know? And if they're doing this, why isn't it being advertised better? You know, the efforts to like make community outreach and stuff like that and do this image repair just seem really minimal. <clears throat> and it's hard to say for sure that it's not this issue that they're afraid to be accountable for their actions. So anyway, I'm going to make a part. I don't know. I'm going to continue this in other parts, but I am out of time here. So that's my two, the top two tiers of top of mind conversations that seem to be happening. So if you feel like replying or, or you have any questions, comments, contributions, let me know. Uh, if not, I'll make a part two here shortly.